Well, hello and welcome back to Waffle Free Storytelling. Tina Constant here. And you know the waffle, all the links, everything you need is down in the show notes, which means we can dive right into this week's story. And it's called The Challenge. It's a story about Oris, who was a hero. He was born a hero. He was made a hero. Whichever way you look at it, he wrote the book on what defines a hero. So as you can imagine, all of his life, he was challenged and he relished it because he knew with certainty that he would win. No matter what, he defeated his opponents, he slayed dragons, he took his prizes, and he never lost. So it was, after a long, long line of victories, that Oris came to a small village on the outskirts of a great town where he had just won 20 ostriches, 12 camels, and two trunks full of gold, diamonds and deep red rubies. As a result, he did what he did everywhere. He sauntered into town and he threw down his gauntlet and he declared the challenge open. His offer was always the same. The victor could take their pick of anything the loser owned. Anything. And here was the crazy thing. No matter his reputation and the fact that he was unbeatable, people still lined up to challenge him. Everyone always thought that their challenge would be the toughest, the roughest, the hardest, the most unbeatable challenge known to humankind. The reason they always stepped up was because of the prize they would get if they beat Oris. He had been winning his whole life, which meant his wealth was beyond count and beyond measure. As always, to prepare for the challenge, the streets were decorated, people celebrated, banquets were prepared, and all of the wealth of the town was put on display. The great event was planned over three days. Each day there would be three challenges, one at dawn, one at noon and one at sunset. The first day in this new village almost bored Oris. He got all three challenges done before breakfast and spent the rest of his day getting drunk and riding the ostriches. The second day was a little more of a challenge, but only because Oris was hungover from the day before and he couldn't really see straight. But still, he completed all the challenges before noon and then spent the rest of the afternoon sound asleep on a tavern floor. On the third day, Oris packed his bags, loaded his wagons with the gold and the silver, the diamonds, the jade, the copper, the lead and the deeds to half the farms in the area. He was dressed and ready to travel to the next town. To him, the three final challenges were a mere formality. As the sun rose, Oris stood in the middle of the village square and waited for his challenger. The crowd fell silent. No one moved. No one spoke. Everyone waited. Then out of the crowd stepped a child. She was no more than eight. She was 
dressed in the best she had, her face was scrubbed, her hair was brushed, her nails were clean, and Oris laughed. My challenger, he beamed, then shook his head and knelt down next to the child. What do I call you? The girl looked up at Oris. Ocha, she said. My name is Ocha. Oris laughed again and said, Fine, fine, I accept. What is your first challenge? Ocha looked up at the man who had defeated dragons and armies, who had pulled mountains out of the ground and pierced the heart of the sun. Your first challenge, she said, is to play with me and my friends until your second challenge is due. Now, Oris was confused. He was a grown man. What did he care about the kinds of games that children played? But what choice did he have? The challenge was set and he had accepted. Seven other children darted out of the crowd and at once the games began. They ran, they sprinted, they laughed, they giggled. First it was tag, then hide and seek. Then slip the noose, then races, then hopscotch, then guess the tune, blind man's bluff, Marco Polo. Oh man, Oris ran and he chased and he hid and he lost and he counted and he weaved until he could hardly stand. Never had he been more grateful for anything than he was when those bells rang at noon, signaling the end of the first challenge. Done! he bellowed. When I say I accept a challenge, I expect a challenge, not this idiocy. Get it over with. What is your next challenge? From the crowd stepped an old, old woman. She was so old that the skin on her body seemed translucent. She shook and she hobbled, she walked, and then she seemed to fall asleep between steps. Archer sat the old woman in a wide wicker chair, gave her a basket full of wool and needles, then pulled another chair up beside her and invited Oris to sit. Your challenge, Archer said, is to spend the time to your final challenge listening to my grandmother. Listen to every story, listen to every word, and listen so she knows you are listening and cares about what she says. And the old woman began to talk. She rambled and she drifted, she knitted and she forgot, she started again, she told the same story a dozen times, then she started over like it was the first time again. The afternoon was hot. The air was thick. And Oris, used to climbing mountains and crashing forests, hunting wild lions and chasing eagles, was getting hot and impatient and bored and agitated and annoyed. He interrupted the old woman. He finished her stories. He tapped his feet and did nothing to hide his agitation. But he didn't move from the wicker chair. 
and although he was rude, the old woman certainly knew he was listening. So when the bells chimed at sunset, Oris threw his fists in the air. I did it, he said. I listened to the old woman's natter. These challenges are pointless, but still, I won. The crowd was silent. There was no cheering. There was no celebrating. And there were no prizes thrown at his feet. Your final challenge, he bellowed. Make it worthy of me. With the village gleaming in the moonlight, Archer stepped forward once more. She pointed to all the people in the crowd. They came in every shape and every size. She also pointed to her sister, the most beautiful woman Oris had ever seen. She will be my prize, he sneered. That one is my prize. You have one final challenge, Archer said, handing Oris a blindfold. Oris put the blindfold on and allowed Archer to spin him around once, twice, three times. Your final challenge, Archer said is to look at the very next person you see and see the whole of them. The good, the bad, the awful, the ugly, the honest core of that person. To see them honestly and without lies and accept them for who they really are without shame. Oris laughed again. What are you going to do? You're going to put a hag in front of me, a beast, that old woman? He laughed, and when he was done, he said, Fine, I accept your challenge. I will see clearly and honestly the next person I lay eyes on, and I will accept them for who they really are. Oris waited to be told he could take the blindfold off. As he waited, the crowd grew silent. So silent, Oris strained to hear the smallest sound. He had never known a crowd of people to be so completely and absolutely quiet. Take the blindfold off, Archer said. And Oris did. In front of him was no hag, no old woman or no ugly beast, just a mirror. Oris stared at himself for a long, long time. When he finally turned, he saw that the village square was empty, his wagons of gold and diamonds Rubies and gems were all gone. His camels, ostriches and eagles were all gone too. And Oris was alone. Well, I'm going to get a cup of tea now. <laughs> That's it from the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast. 
have yourself the most exquisite week, a beautiful day. Hug the people you love. Uh, drop down to the show notes for all of the waffle. Uh, or just go to www.tinaconstant.com for uh, more stories, more stuff, more chats, more... Well, just get in touch. Okay, well, I'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.